This is EdTech Weekly, and this is episode 102. I'm your host, Ricky Zager, and tonight's a little bit of a different show. Uh, Christy couldn't join us because of wildfires cutting out power, so our thoughts are definitely with her and everyone else who's dealing with that. I know that's causing a lot of issues for a lot of people, so hopefully everyone, including Christy, can stay safe, and uh, those fires will be out as soon as possible. So for tonight's show, I'm just going to release the interview with Anant Argawal, who is the CEO of edX. He's one of the people that I got to interview uh, last week, or a week and a half ago now. He is the Edon Prize winner for educational development um, for his edX platform. So uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff in the interview, I think, including using edX as a way to explore uh, possible educational interests for your students or even for yourself. Um, it's important for us to explore our interests and get motivated and get excited about learning, too. So let's go ahead and listen to the interview now. First off, let me say welcome to the show. I'm happy to have you on EdTech Weekly. Um, congratulations on the Eden Prize Award. Um, do you remember when you found out? Like, how did, how did you react to that? I mean, it's a pretty big deal, I think, right? Um, this is a big deal, and uh, uh, you know we are certainly uh, at edX extremely honored to have received this award. Uh, uh, you know when they called me, uh, I saw a uh, you know number on my cell phone which I didn't recognize, and uh, uh, and I almost didn't pick up, but I happened to uh, uh, to pick it up and uh, and spoke to them. So it was uh, uh, very pleasantly uh, 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 pleasantly surprised. Uh, to learn that, uh, that they had awarded us the uh, Yidan Prize. Uh, it's particularly exciting because we are a nonprofit, and uh, uh, and uh, and we feel that funding can really be helpful to us to further our mission. Yeah, and it's a, a, a fairly large prize. That's so pretty awesome. Um, when you get this an award like this, and you think about the global context of what this means. How does it invigorate you about edX? Does it give you, do you have any more goals that you've thought with this, now we can do this, and I'm so excited about that? Absolutely. Uh, I think this gives us, uh, this gives us the opportunity to uh, think even bigger. Uh, most recently, we have launched micro-master's programs, which are about 25% of a master's degree. It's a, it's a radical new credential for people that want to change careers or upskill in the workplace. Uh, it's great for corporates to uh, upskill their employees. And we've also launched online, fully online master's degrees from top 10 institutions in in-demand fields like computer science and cybersecurity and analytics from top 10 universities like uh, UT Austin, Georgia Tech, and others. Uh, and uh, you know, many of these are disruptively priced at $10,000. So these are some of the things that we do. Uh, what the Yidan Prize enables us to do is think even bigger, and uh, we are thinking of, uh, uh, you know, uh, moving into the undergraduate uh, space and launch micro bachelors, which are modular programs at the undergraduate level for people with uh, some college or no college, and uh, and uh, truly transform education access in the U.S. and around the world. Yeah, I mean, we just heard a presentation from you about that, and that really got my brain going. The, the whole idea of a modular bachelor degree, people being able to explore areas with a low or no cost. So essentially when somebody signs up for edX, they can take a course for free, and then they can decide if they want to be credentialed, and then at that point they pay. Is that how that works? Uh, the way it works, uh, more or less, the way it works is that uh, 
you can come on to edX. And uh, a majority of the content in every course is free, freely available. You can come in, you can sign on, it's open admissions, there's no admissions process. We have 50 MicroMasters and nearly 100 professional certificate programs. You can come on in and you can start learning. Um, and if at some point you decide you want to get uh, a credential and you want to see some of the graded exercises and so on, you pay a small uh, fee to upgrade uh, to the certificate track and, uh, and uh, you then can do the, uh, uh, the, the exams and, and, and so on and, and have the potential to earn a certificate. Uh, so that's how it is today. And with the, with the MicroMasters, we've already done that at the master's level where you can try many different topics. You know, today to get a master's degree, you spend two years on one topic. But as you heard both Larry Hedges, uh, my co-laureate, and uh, myself talk about the future of education, which is that people need to learn a lot of things. Um, they need to learn some about a lot of things. And so in the future... Uh, by, with the MicroMasters, you could learn some AI, some computer science, some data science, some cybersecurity, uh, and, and do a number of MicroMasters rather than one deep masters. Uh, we want to do the same at the bachelor's level uh, with MicroBachelors, where people will be able to learn uh, many topics, you know, maybe gen ed, maybe languages, maybe math, maybe computer science, maybe uh, you know, the arts, maybe music. And, whatever they uh, want to explore, and, right? uh, Whatever they want to explore. And, uh, and finally, they, they do some amount of concentration and they get a degree. So you bring up an interesting point and it's something that we talk about a lot uh, on our show. And a lot of times when you get to these online courses, especially massive, the success and failure of these courses is sort of judged by how many people complete something, whether it's complete the course. And the way you're talking, and I think it's interesting, and I, and I kind of see it this way too, is this is a great place for people to come explore and say, do is this something I'm really interested in? And so how do you feel in terms of that being just what people want to do is come and just check out stuff and explore? Is that Do you, do you feel like that's a negative for edX, or do you think that's a strength of edX that they have that opportunity? I think the opportunity for people to come out and explore and see what they want and how much of something they want and whether they want to pay for something or not. Uh, to me, that's providing option value to the student. Today, they have no option value. Today, they have to apply for admissions. If they're lucky enough, they get admitted. And the first thing they do is pay tuition. And then once they start, there's no option value. Uh, it is what it is. They're paid up and they're, they moved. They've got a new apartment um, uh, or they moved to the dorms. It's, they're all in. There's no checking things out. But on edX, people can come in and try things out. If it's not for them, they can move on to something else, and they can do this freely any number of times. There's no admissions. They don't have to pay. Uh, and finally, when they like something, uh, it's very, very low cost for them to, uh, to pay to get on the certificate track. That's great. I mean, it's, it's one of the things that I find most inspiring about this type of a platform. And I know you have big goals of getting like 100 million. And I, I just want to let you know that I signed up recently and started looking at an HTML5 course Good for so you. that I can help Good do for some you. content for the show. And I just, I figured now with our new relationship that if I don't do well in a course, I can let them know I know the CEO. Please do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going to ask you, does the CEO know HTML5? <laughs> no, seriously, so, 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 so I did know a little bit of HTML, but uh, I need to brush up on HTML5, so maybe I should take the course and join up with you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. But, you know, again, thank you so much for taking your time today. I have a five-year-old son, and I, I just know that 
the work you're doing now and with the Enterprise, it, this is going to be a huge thing for him and his future and for the future of our children. So I just want to say thank you so much for all that you do. Uh, congratulations on the award and thanks for joining us on the show. Oh, my pleasure. You know, you mentioned your five-year-old son. Um, one of the other people talking to me today was from Hong Kong and she was telling me, uh, she's from the Yidan Prize Foundation and she said um, she, uh, her son, who's four and a half years old, uh, signed up to take the dinosaurs course from Hong Kong University, and he's really enjoying it, and she's enjoying it with him. So I think at this point, uh, he may be our youngest learner at four and a half, and we have learners now from four and a half to 97 years of age. Oh, that's so great. I got to get on that with my son real quick. Thank you so much again. Uh, thank you. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the interview. Um, I know I enjoyed talking to him. Uh, I need to get a little bit better at interviewing, I think, but I enjoyed it, and it was a good first experience for me covering an event. And I think I should try to hold him to uh, taking a HTML5 course with me. We'll see. I, I, don't, I think he might be a little too busy for that. But it was fun. And again, uh, congratulations to him for winning the Edon Prize this year. I'm really excited to see the December event where they actually receive the prize. Um, and it's, it's a lot of money. It's uh, it's could be really cool for the future of education. So um, hope you enjoyed the short little interview for this podcast, and hopefully the wildfires will not be an issue next week, and we'll be back with Christy next week. And we are interviewing Monica Burns again on the show. She has a new book out, so we're going to be talking to her next week as well. So I'm excited about that. So we will see you next time on Ed Tech Weekly.